Hello and welcome to another episode of Movie Binge. Uh, this will be a special Halloween episode edition. Um, <laughs> I'll insert a thunderclap after that. <laughs> um, I am Aaron O'Banion and I am here along with Christopher Sneed. And uh, so today we have what is probably uh, one of our best themed episodes. Our, it's, it's more of a collective <laughs> than usual. Yeah. Um, but we have a typical lineup of uh, categories for you. We've got some news. We've got a review. Uh, this time out, it's going to be Black Christmas, um, the original. It's a black exploitation <laughs> holiday film. So, no, I'm kidding. It's not. Um, we have a talent spotlight, uh, which is Vincent Price. Woohoo! And a top five, which is our top five horror comedies. So, good lineup of stuff. Um, but I think we're going to dive in with a bit of news first. And that's mine. So, um, so news is terrible this, <laughs> this time around. Okay. Um, of course, I always wait a little close to, uh, so this past week I kind of was keeping an eye out. Yeah. Just checking. There is not a whole lot going on in the world right now. Uh, yeah. Or at least it's been taken over by other things that we've either already discussed and people are still on. But yeah. Um, a few things uh, not super exciting. Anna Kendrick's got a new movie coming out, and she's playing a female Santa Claus. Okay, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> um, I, I, I could go somewhere with this and talk about feminism, but I'm not going to. I'm just going <laughs> to say Anna Kendrick is, and I like Anna Kendrick. I yeah, mean, me I've, too. I've seen her in a lot of things that, that I've enjoyed her in. Um, I think she's a very talented girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think this is weird and I don't know the whole premise just sounds unnecessary like mm. I'm not quite sure what the yeah. point is but yeah I, d- I don't know too much about the project yeah. at all other than just hearing it um, just recently but is it coming out like this year or is it no is it it'll be 2019 oh okay it's so a it's, while yeah okay. it's at a distance okay um and I thought, oh, well, it was November 8th, I believe, November 8th or 9th or somewhere in there. And I was thinking, I didn't see the year yet, and I was thinking, man, I haven't even heard of this, and it's coming out already. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that, that's going to be a while, but, um, and I don't know anybody else connected with it, but. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, that's my, that's my, that's one of my bits of news, and then my other one, hang on, let me pull this up. Um. Because I was being lazy and did snapshots instead <laughs> of writing anything. Um, oh, they've. Uh, you remember, I don't know if we've talked about the Shazam movie that they're. I don't think so. Okay. So this is another one of DC's uh, heroes, um, and I never read the comics or anything. Did you? No. For Shazam, um, I only caught him like in some of the cartoons and uh, things like that, where he's. Uh, showing up where the rest of the Justice League is involved. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they've cast, uh, apparently they've cast the role, and it's Zachary Levi. Okay. 
<laughs> I know. Um, little odd choice, I guess, but... Um, I'm not that familiar with Zachary Levi, to well, be honest. I, I mean, only, I know of him, but... Yeah, and I only really know him from the one show. The, mm-hmm. um, Psych? Is that it? Chuck. Chuck. Okay. Psychic Chuck? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're a big fan. Big okay. fan. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, anyway, I... Uh, not that that won't work because um, people have been chosen before that we thought would be strange choices and they turned out fine. Right. It is more often than not, though, if they choose a ch- strange choice, it doesn't work. So we think yeah. of all the Punisher movies, mm-hmm. a couple of the Batmans that didn't go over so well. Right. Um, I'm looking at you, George Clooney. <laughs> um, and um, so I don't know. That's I know you like superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll probably watch it, but I won't rush to the theaters. Or yeah, it's it's not one that I'm overly excited about. I don't really know anything about the character. Right. Um, I don't know who's directing. That and let's one. be honest, it's DC. So yeah, okay. <laughs> um, they're just not having a great record, but and I, I highly doubt that this will be another Wonder Woman. Yeah. Smash for them. Yeah. So, um, speaking of George Clooney, mm-hmm. Suburbicon. Uh huh. Uh, is that how you say that? Suburban I think so. Uh, that is the new Matt Damon flick with um, Julianne Moore, uh, who I like both of those actors. Yeah, me too. Uh, but it is biting it at the box office. Apparently so. So yeah. not getting good uh, good feedback. Um, so I don't I don't suspect that'll be out for very long. Um, no. Which is kind of sad. He's not. Uh, he's not having a good strength. Like uh, uh, some of his movies aren't really doing so. Yeah, so lately great. they haven't. So. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to Suburbicon because it's a script by the Coen Brothers, right? Who I like quite a bit. Right. And um, so yeah, it's kind of disappointing that that's uh, not being received too kindly. I'll still go watch it though. Yeah, I'm. I will see it eventually. And people didn't like Mother, and I liked it. People didn't like a lot of movies that I ended up liking. Right. It started making me doubt my taste level. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's uh, some some tidbits there. Not, nothing super exciting that I could... Have you heard anything? that I miss something that was super major? I haven't heard any huge news recently, yeah. movie-wise. Yeah. Um, so... And I usually yeah. go in and I do a search and do, like, actors, and then I search movies, and then I mm. search and... And I couldn't, I couldn't really find anything that was super exciting. So right. Um, so let's not waste any more time <laughs> beating this uh, dead news topic. Okay. Uh, what do we got next? Um, well, we could go to our review, or I don't know. Um, since it is Halloween time, did you maybe want to quickly talk about some favorite Halloween movies that you might watch? around this time of year sure have you been watching any anything Uh, in particular um a few i went to a um i went to a a halloween party last night and it was a 80s camp theme Mm -hmm. so (laughs) in research i decided to watch of course uh, friday 13th sure um he was very specific about the date it took place in 1983 and so i watched part three um, which is, of course, the 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, probably most people remember that because of the guy getting his head squeezed and that r- weird eye on the thing mm-hmm. popping, popping towards the camera. 
Have you seen all? Have you seen any? Of those? I've only seen the first uh, Friday the Thirteenth. That's probably the only one worth seeing. <laughs> Although I will say the Michael Bay one uh-huh. is really good. Really, I think the lighting. I, I, I think he missed his calling. I thought the lighting was excellent, and mm. the, the story was good, and the camera work was decent. And I don't know. It was. It was really. I enjoyed it. It was way better than it should have been. Huh. So, other than that, um, uh, Halloween, of course, is kind of my traditional right. year-round movie to watch. So I've caught that like one and a half times so far, <laughs> and I'm sure I'll watch it again. Um, and then there's a newer movie that I've got I really like called The Attic- Atticus Institute. Have you hmm. heard of that? I have not. Um, it's a bizarre little flick about this woman who, uh, there's this there's this um, study going on. There's this specialized school, and they... they um, sort of test people who may have ESP or mm-hmm. telekinesis or something like that. And they're not really finding anybody, um, you know, special, but then they run across this one woman who's brought in and she's really shy and kind of weak and, and meek looking. Um, and she ends up like, like Carrie kind of, you just, mm. she can move. There's no, like she might be moving it. It's like definite moving. But then as it goes further, like she starts telling people secrets about themselves and mm-hmm. turns out there's much more to her than meets the eye. Uh, and I'm going to leave it there because I don't want to ruin it. Um, and it, it's a little hokey because they do it like a documentary. Okay. And some of the acting gets a li- just right on the edge of being a little hokey. Um, but terrifying nonetheless. Hmm. So Interesting. And The Thing. I love The, the Thing. Yeah. John Carpenter's. Yes. The Thing. So... Cool. Those are the ones that pop in. What about you? Um, let's see. I enjoy the thing as well. Uh, I haven't watched it this year, yeah. but um, that is a good one around Halloween for sure. It's a good one for winter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, more so, but um, yeah, Halloween is a good one. Um, one that I watched. Um, just recently is um, an old film called uh, The Old Dark House, mm-hmm. uh, which is from 1932. Um, oh. It's got, it has Boris Karloff in it. Hmm. And it's kind of like, um, sort of like a 1930s, I don't want to say Texas Chainsaw exactly, but it's sort of along what? those lines. It's not like violent like yeah. that, but um, but it's it's that kind of situation where a group of people um, there's a storm outside and they're kind of stranded and they come across this house mm-hmm. um, that they they need to take shelter in, and the the people inside uh, turn out to be. Uh, a little nutso. So, oh. <laughs> what's that called? Uh, it's the old dark house. The old dark house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So and that was that was kind of an interesting one. I I enjoyed it. I'll have to uh, see if I can find that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's one I saw recently. Um, hmm. and um, there's one other that I watched pretty recently too, but I can't think of it. Um, but also the new season of Stranger Things just yes. came out, yep. and I I have seen the first two episodes thus far. I haven't watched it yet, but what do you think? 
I I think it's good. I think it's so far it's on par with the first season. Cool. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to diving in a bit mm. further on that. Mm-hmm. So good deal. Yeah. Um. So I have a question for you. Okay. Is there a movie out there that scares you that just gives you like genuine creeps and maybe unsettles you after it finishes? You're kind of like. Oh. Um. I don't know that there's anything that, um, like where I, I can't sleep at night or anything like that. You have nerves of steel. <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> uh, nothing that just really gets to me, hmm. like in that way where, you know, I'm, I'm deeply bothered by it. All right. Um, hmm. No, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I have trouble watching. Really? It bothers me. Like, I really get uh, the heebie-jeebies and feel kind of paranoid when it's... Uh, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, and um, what was that movie? Uh, the, 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 um, the one with the demon and the uh, Ethan Hawke uh, had found the tapes, the reels up in the attic. Uh, oh. Why can't I think of that? I Probably because it scares me. I don't think uh, I've seen that one. Oh, it's like fairly recent. Um, and he's a dad and they find the mm. tapes of the families that are getting murdered. I've not seen it. Whatever it is. What? I yeah, can't what? help you out there. That's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that one that one bothered me a lot. In fact, when I saw it in the movie theaters, I backed out of the theater because really? I didn't want to turn. Yeah, I didn't want to turn my back on the screen. It was the the music and the story was unsettling. Yeah. So, hmm. um, and it sort of brought Ethan Hawke back into um, kind of main-ish stream. Yeah. Because um, he did that and then he did, um, then he got in the purge. Oh, okay. After that. Hmm. Um so anyway, uh, I'm going to find it here in a minute and then okay. I'll, sc- I'll scream the answer <laughs> like it just shocked me. Uh, Sinister. Oh, okay. Have you not seen Sinister? I I get that confused with Insidious. <laughs> I, 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 and see, that's funny because I was going to say Insidious and I was like, that's not right. Although I like Insidious yeah. uh, a lot. Um, but Sinister scared me more. Okay. So I've, I've seen Insidious. But you haven't seen Sinister. No. You gotta watch Sinister. If you you watch Sinister, please, you have to tell me what you think of it. Okay. So, really bothered me. All right. Um, All right, that's all I got. Okay. Um, (laughs) Shall we move on to our review then? Sure. Speaking of movies. Yeah. I didn't mention this one, but I do like watching this one every once in a while. Not every year, but. Okay. uh, Which I just gave away what I thought of it. (laughs) It's all right. Um. Was this my? This was my choice too, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So, do you want me to kick off the intro for this segment? Sure. Hello, everyone. This is Christopher Sneed, and I'm here to discuss Black Christmas with Aaron Abanyan. This is a 1974 horror film. Um, it was. Um, it did not do well when it first came out, um, but it's kind of understandable. I think it was one of the first movies of its type, kind of. Right. D- trying to juggle the whole Christmassy holiday thing. Um, and so people were probably confused about what it was and whatnot. Um, it had a really good cast, though. Olivia Hussey, uh, Margot Kidder, Andrea Martin, John Saxon, some strange people who've never you know, done horror movies. Right. Um, 
were in this, and um, they spent about six hundred and twenty thousand dollars to make hmm. it. Um, and it follows a group of girls um, at, uh, during the holidays. They're a, a sorority. I don't know if they're soror- yeah. they're a sorority, um, and they're at their ha- yeah, and they're at their uh, house during the holidays, and um, they get a very disturbing phone call, which, which kicks off a series of uh, unfortunate incidents. Let's just say, to say the least. Um, <laughs> so, had you seen this movie before? I had not. You hadn't. It's first time oh. watch for me. Ooh, I'm yeah. excited. Um, so let's just kick off and and talk about um, talk about what you thought of the movie. Okay. And and we'll go ahead and throw out a spoiler warning now. Yeah. Just because. <laughs> um, just because. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it and you're worried about it. Um, stop listening i don't know yeah all right okay um well i enjoyed the film i thought it was um thought it was pretty solid um and it's um i will say it's it's interesting to watch the movie just from a kind of film history point of view Mm -hmm. um it is one of the earlier slasher films yep predates halloween even yep um, and so it's interesting just on, uh, from that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought it was pretty effective at just building an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it has, has some interesting twists to it. Yeah. <laughs> A few. A few. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, I thought the the performances were pretty good all around. Yeah. Um, good supporting cast, um, and yeah, those are those are kind of my general, you know, opening remarks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, on it. for those that don't know, like Andrea Martin, who um, was, she's kind of the. Uh, I don't know how to describe them. They weren't really because these weren't caricatures, really mm-hmm. people. I mean, you could say sort of about Margot Kidder, but um, I thought they were very realistic people. Yeah. Um, and Andrea Martin's kind of a, a geeky girl with the perm, is mm-hmm. what I refer to her. Uh, and she was probably best known for the Canadian Saturday Night Live called SCTV. Right. Um, so she was a, a comedic uh, actress later in life. Um, but here she is in this one, and... and um, John Saxon, mm-hmm. who's been in several horror movies. Right. Uh, most people would probably remember him from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Um, would be a big one. Um, yeah. When I saw him, I thought, where have I <laughs> seen that guy before? Yeah. He's got. He's one of those faces. Yeah. Like, most people probably don't know him by name. Right. But th- the moment you see him, you think, I've yeah. seen him in, like, a hundred different yeah. movies. Yeah. And he's, so. he's playing pretty much the same character as... Is that film? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're good at something, I guess yeah. we'll change it. But yeah. um, definitely, I think the two standouts are their two biggest stars, which would be Olivia Hussey and Margot Kidder. Yeah. Um, I also like the atmosphere of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I really enjoyed was that in the beginning of the film, it has a quiet ambiance to it all the right. way through, um, and it makes you. F- I feel like they did a good job of really putting you in the house. 
with things going on. So mm -hmm. when a character might be, the camera might be focused on a character talking on the phone or something, you'd hear everyone in the background talking. Right. And switch it out when they cut to a scene of two people talking in some part of the house you could hear someone on the phone so it was kind of like i thought they did a really good job of always making you feel like you were there um with what was going on um the phone calls mm -hmm. are really gross yeah <laughs> um i don't they did a remake of this movie yeah and i watched it and i don't remember the phone calls being as disturbing hmm. which is kind of odd um with censorship and all of that right. stuff um, but uh, he says some pretty vile, vulgar things right off the bat yes. with his first phone call. <laughs> things I cannot and will not repeat. Um, in fact, I don't, I don't think I've ever used some of the words that, <laughs> <laughs> that they use. But, um, yeah, I think uh, this is one of those movies. Olivia Hussey had never done a horror film before. Mm. I don't know if you knew that or not. I don't think so. Do you know Olivia Hussey? I don't really anyway? think I've seen her in much. Yeah. I know she um, she was kind of famous for Romeo and Juliet previous right. to this film, which I've not seen. Right. Um, and I haven't seen her in much else. Most, uh, the most recent thing most younger people will probably remember her for is she was the uh, wife in It. In okay. the, the TV series, the TV miniseries, she was... Um, hmm. Um, the lead characters what was the lead character's name in it? I can't remember Billy no that's not right um, anyway Georgie George oh okay right mm, well that's the brother that's of that the little kid. brother yeah okay anyway yeah. she's the one that gets caught in the stupid spider web at the end of it okay do you have you seen it right? I haven't seen the TV movie <sighs> There's going to be a horror movie take place here, and just <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so anyway, that's it, most people would probably not that that was significant, but uh, if you saw the movie It, the original mm -hmm. version, she was in that. Um, but otherwise, yes, yeah, she was only really known for Romeo and Juliet being her biggest right. role. Steve Martin, I don't know if you know this or not. Steve Martin worked with her. Mm -hmm. And do you know this story? I think I've I read it. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of funny. <laughs> He, he told her how big of a fan he was of hers or how much he liked yeah. her work, and she thought he was talking about Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. And turns out he was talking about Black Christmas. Yeah. So uh, there's quite a few celebrities who love this movie. Um, but when the f movie first came out, it didn't do well. There was lots of changes, like, to the name of the film. Right. Um, and it didn't work when they tried to change it. Mm -hmm. uh, it was also pulled from TV uh, for being too violent when they did the first showing. Hmm. Um, it was too scary, not too violent. It was deemed too scary, and they pulled it from the TV. Um, so it's a, it's a very uh, intense movie. Yeah. So um, what did you think of Margot Kidder in this? Uh, I, th I thought she was fun. Um, uh a little over the top, perhaps. <laughs> a little. Um, but, yeah, it, it was um, a different kind of role for her than I had seen previous. I'm, yeah. I'm just used to Lois Lane, pretty much. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was um, interesting to see her. Because <laughs> this character is, like, totally uninhibited. Right. 
just in fact she's the one that squares off with the caller the, yes. the obscene phone caller at the yeah. beginning of the movie and I love that from frame one you know who she is because she's got a cigarette in one hand <laughs> and then she goes for a drink and right. she's just like that's who she everybody else is kind of yeah that typical um, demure heroine yes like Olivia Hussey um, but um but she, a lot of people noted her performance in there. A lot of people liked, right? Liked her in it. Um, and I chose this one because um, because we're both fans of Halloween, and I knew that there was a lot of inspiration. Right. Uh, John Carpenter was a fan of this movie for sure. And um, and there's, I, I thought there was lots of good use of camera. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene sort of towards the climax when she finds out about the call, the big reveal. Right. Uh, which, again, spoiler. <laughs> um, but this was also one, of, this was like the third, maybe the third or fourth time that that reveal had been, or that kind so. of twist had been Yeah, used. I think it kind of popularized it. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the whole, the calls coming yeah. from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was still, even though I knew that, mm-hmm. I still, for me, watching it again for probably the 10th time, um, it was still very effective. Yeah. I thought he was good at drawing suspense and building up to things. Yes. And, and uh, um, But the shot where she, the, the point I was going to, the shot where um, she goes in and finds her friends mm-hmm. dead, um, and then she hears the voice and yeah. she looks over and there's like this eyeball in the yeah. crack of the door. Um, it was pretty freaking horrifying. Yeah. That was a little creepy. I'm not sure I would have been as uh, reserved as she was in my reaction. <laughs> I would have been screaming at that moment, making a fool of myself. Yeah. Peeing on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I would have used that as a trap, hoping he would slip it. <laughs> All right. That's my only urine reference. Um, Anything else about the movie that? Um, there's there's um, a lot of POV shots mm. of the from the villain's point of view. Yeah. Um, which uh, we're talking about Halloween. That's obviously <laughs> a pretty big influence there. Yeah. Um, I thought those were pretty effective. Um, I especially the um, and spoilers again <laughs> the the. Um, uh, I don't know what the proper name is. The house mother. Oh, yeah. Her, her demise. Yes. Uh, is pretty effective. Yes. <laughs> when it comes to the POV stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, swinging that that hook or chain, whatever it is. Yeah. He's um, got good aim too. I'm he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I liked uh, I liked her character as well. That that yeah. house house lady. Yeah. She's, <laughs> She's pretty funny. Yeah. She's supposed to be the guide, yeah. the, uh, the the influence for the house, and she's as bad as the kids. Yeah, <laughs> yes, hiding <laughs> bottles of, of booze around, <laughs> right, and um, being pretty vulgar at times, <laughs> right. And she can just kind of switch it on and off. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, you kind of think they needed her with the movie being s- as dark as it is, because mm-hmm. um, there's not a, a, a whole amount of levity, and when it is gruesome, it's pretty pretty dark and unpleasant right so it's kind of nice to have a character like that in there yes even though she didn't make it (laughs) um um also this movie kind of um 
kind of flips the conventions a little bit uh, in that the most innocent people kind of get picked off mm. first. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Um, so it's pretty different from most horror films. Because the first character is kind of made fun of for being right. um, so innocent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. That's true. Um, did we mention this is a Canadian production? No, we didn't. Okay. Which is which is uh, rare, I think, for us to yeah. mention a Canadian production. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just not a lot of those movies that, especially when you talk about horror films, right? Kind of that carry over. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, it's directed by Bob Clark. Yep. Um, also did a Christmas Story. Yeah. A very different <laughs> Christmas film. How strange is that? Um, so. <laughs> so he loves Christmas? Yeah, I um, guess so. But he's not afraid to to go morbid. Yes. So. Or I heard he worked really hard on uh, keeping the ambiguity of, of what was going on. Because mm-hmm. that's part of the movie's charm also is that you don't know who the killer is. You don't really know why. Right. Um, and... Uh, it leaves uh, leaves a lot of mystery, and people right. wanted him to change that, the mm-hmm. producers and everything, and he fought to keep it yeah. the way it was. So, or did you like the ambiguity of it, or would you rather had more info? I I thought that was interesting the way it went because the the movie is um, it's kind of a whodunit. Mm-hmm. They're they're wondering you know who's who's out there murdering these people, and right. you don't get really any closure. Uh, when it comes to that, right? Um, which I think, I think that's effective. I think that heightens the kind of sense of dread of the whole thing, because mm-hmm. um, the whole movie they're pointing towards the the boyfriend, right? Um, Jesse's boyfriend, yeah, the lead, yeah, yeah. Um, as being the killer, and then it's it's revealed that it's not him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, like in the final hour of the movie too. It's, yeah, uh, it's pretty late. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I could I could see that being frustrating for some people mm-hmm. uh, who want a little bit more closure. Right. Um, but I I didn't mind it. I thought it kind of added to it. So those don't always necessarily bother you. No. The, the lack of. No. For me, I almost think sometimes it's important for a horror film mm-hmm. because you want your audience to feel, you don't want them to feel like they're too in control. Um, right. So I'm often, bo- it's one of the main things that I did not like about Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, yeah. Was that it was a it was an entire childhood memoir of right. Michael Myers. And it's yeah. kind of like, well, I know this kid now. Right. Um, and I know kind of what, what's wrong with him, so I'm not as scared of him. Yeah. So... Uh, so I liked it too, being my point. Yeah. Um, one thing I was I was gonna mention. I don't know logistically if the film completely holds together. Like, it's all take. It's mostly taking place in this one sorority house. Right. And by the end of the film, we know that the killer has been in the house, like the whole time right and he's he's doing these killings several mm-hmm. killings and no one is like catching on 
you would think someone would hear something. The noise. Yeah, the, the noise. Something. I don't know. I mean, it, I would have to watch it again. I don't know because if you're talking about a house that has full of people all the time, yeah, kind of going in and out, and you probably get used to noises. I guess so, but mm. there's not too many people in the house. Like after the first, I don't know, half an hour or so, there's only a few people left. Some like a lot of them have gone to Christmas break and right whatnot but i'm not saying it doesn't make or break the movie or anything but it just seemed a little odd it's one of those things where it's kind of like why why is she going up the stairs sort of questions like it's would they really not have heard right scuffling or yeah i thought that with the demise of the house mother Mm -hmm. um yeah because she was kicking and she was screaming yeah and i don't remember what was going on in the rest of the house at that right at that moment i know barb died while they were carolers were oh okay singing so olivia hussey was there like oh this is pretty right and her friend was being right unicorn to death (laughs) so uh which i thought was a great scene by the way don't get me wrong yeah it was really unsettling um but yeah so this it's just kind of those questions of of right would this really have been possible right sort of thing yeah I thought to myself with um, police showing up yeah. at the end. Oh, we can talk about the police work. <laughs> <laughs> or lack thereof. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty shoddy. Yeah. <laughs> Which might be accurate in some things. I love the police. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes, because I know friends that work in the law enforcement and mm-hmm. even they complain about bad police work. Yeah. So that may be more accurate than we'd want to admit. Yeah. Uh, but um, my first thing is is just at the end that yeah nobody went upstairs into the yeah attic to s- uh, yeah. Well, my thing was they just left her there alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's asleep. She'll be fine because uh-huh. they hadn't caught the killer. Well, oh no, they thought they thought they the boyfriend, had. but still they left her yeah. by herself. Yeah. Instead of taking her to get most of the time in those movies they're like, Let's get you checked out, let's take you to the yeah. hospital, let's you know Yeah. But they put her back in the room. Yeah. <laughs> where everybody's getting killed. Well, not exactly, but yeah. yeah, I get I get what your point. Yeah. Well, how about the the police officer that informed her that the call was coming inside the house when mm-hmm. he wasn't supposed to, right? And he becomes more frantic than she is. Yes. He's like, Jazz, Jazz, <laughs> Jazz, don't go upstairs. And it's like she's calm and quiet, and you are right? screaming at her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not really doing a good job here. Yeah. Of maintaining order. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah, there's some bad police work going yeah. on. I will say it's fun, kiddos, if you want to go see how old technology worked, because mm-hmm. them tracing that phone oh, call yeah. was a sight to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> this huge, gigantic warehouse-sized room yeah. that the guy has to run from system to system. Right. And it's like, how did they ever get anything yeah. done? That was crazy. <laughs> and then he had to call someone else to someone that had to call him to tell him i don't know there was a lot of phone calls going into finding out who was making the other phone calls right so yeah it was bad work (laughs) 
Do you think, speaking of them leaving her alone at the end, mm-hmm. um, what did you think of the ending? Like, did you have any thoughts about... Uh, like her fate? Yes. Because I know that's subject to some minor discussion. Right. Um, um, I think she probably gets killed off. Do you? Probably. Well, yeah. I don't I, know. My thing, I don't know who's left in the house. Because I, I know they're taking the guy out. Right. I don't think there's anybody in there with her. Hmm. It didn't seem like it. There mm. might be somebody like out front. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that there's anybody in there. Who would not leave somebody in there with a girl who just suffered a traumatic event? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bizarre. <laughs> they really just hated her. That's what it was. They were tired of her rat taking up their whole Christmas evening. They could have been home. Right. And they were like, she had to call in. Yeah. And complain. Yeah. About a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> so your friends die. Big deal. Um... Well, yeah, there's there's some questions. Yeah. Other than. Yeah, I would open. I would think that they'd have like take her down to the station for questioning. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, because that's normally the procedure. Yeah. Right? You don't. It's like, I well, mean, here, take a nap. And her boyfriend is dead. Like she she killed him. She's got she, a lot to answer she for. Him. <laughs> She's got a lot to answer for. <laughs> she killed him, and then she took a nap, and yeah. then the police showed up. Woke her up. Yeah. And we were like, no, no, no. Let's take you up to bed so you can right. lay down properly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Sweet dreams. Um, yeah. I, I, th- I know they were trying to give off the vibe that she might not have made it. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to go with the belief that she did make it. All right. There was an officer standing outside. Yeah, at I the think end so. of the movie. Yeah. Um, she's got a chance. She's got a chance. Yeah. And she did survive him the first time. Right. She just killed the wrong person. Yeah. So. Um, so this was a uh, night of bad police work. <laughs> made in 1974. Um Lots of technical stuff went into this movie too. That uh, just getting the voices—I don't know if you read about that or a little bit. Um, What they had to go through to—they had in order to throw people. They had the guy who did the obscene phone call do some dubbing Mm -hmm. over um, the boyfriend, I believe. Yeah. um, Just to kind of throw people off. Yeah. Um, I heard the actor had to stand on his head. Did Hmm. you hear that? No. He stood on his head in order to get his throat to be in a certain position so uh-huh. he could get just this spe- specific sound. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, so there was a lot more technical things than one would think going into yeah. Um And the, what was the other thing? The music, uh, which there wasn't a lot, there wasn't a lot of overpowering. No, not too what, much. What music was kind of subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, Hardly John Carpenter kind of signature anything, right. um, but I heard that he tied spo- utensils, spoons and forks to mm-hmm. the piano um, uh, keys yeah. on, on the inside of the piano in order to distort the sound while he was. Interesting. And then did a little bit of post work. Hmm. So, yeah, 
Uh, that fascinates me because I was trying to do a movie once and it was uh, I was having it set in Oklahoma. It's called The Passing Drummers. And we had a little, by one of the parks, there's like an oil pump thing uh-huh. and it has a rhythm to it. Oh, yeah. And I was going to record that and use that with a little bit of post work to yeah. create part of the soundtrack. I never did it because I got busy with other things. But um, So it fascinates me when people do things like that with music. They do something a little unconventional yeah. uh, to create a certain distorted or create a certain sound using something that's not musical. So I kind of find that interesting. Hmm. So, Anything else you got on Black Christmas? Um, not too much. I think we've covered most everything. Um, what did you think of, uh, Kurt Dolia, the boyfriend? Um, I liked him. Yeah. Yeah. I liked him. Um, he's, I mean, I, I don't know that, um, I was, that he was a standout for me per se. Yeah. But. Uh, I enjoyed him in the role. Yeah. What What about you? I think he was all right. Yeah. Um, maybe a little over the top yeah. at times. Yeah. Um, he uh, takes out a piano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at one point. Um, Speaking of pianos, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought he was fine. Um, I think he was like well into his 30s when he made this film. <laughs> you know what? No, none of the people in that cast were teenagers. Yeah, I don't expect any of them were, but he was like, yeah, well into his thirties, like almost my age. Yeah, like we well, are almost forty, and you're playing. I mean, we make jokes about that with Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero and things like that. But he was lit- literally like, like uh, maybe thirty eight or yeah, something, late thirties. Yeah, 30s, yeah. Uh, playing a teenager. Yeah, and I don't know if anybody questioned it or not, but no, I, I mean. As I was watching it, I didn't really question it. Like, he seemed fairly believable. Right. I mean, I just knew in the back of my mind that, you know, he was in 2001 A Space Odyssey, which was made, <laughs> like, six years earlier. Right. And he's playing someone older than college age in that movie, so... <laughs> yeah, the math wasn't just... Yeah, uh, didn't add, add up. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's always funny when... Um, age the way we believe certain things yeah um slightly off topic but just talking about the age thing you know with with the new spider-man movie Mm -hmm. um he's not 15 right he's 20 something he's like 20 i think 20 yeah early 20s um and what was the other one there was another big one i was thinking but oh the blob the original the blob with steve mcqueen yeah because uh, Steve, I don't know how old Steve McQueen was yeah. during that time, but there were so many shots where he looked like he was thirty. Like right. he looked like he should have been in a bar. Somewhere yeah, I think he was probably late twenties. Was he? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think most of those kids were, but probably. Uh, but I just saw that recently, and I was kind of like, yeah, he is not eighteen years old. Yeah. I don't care what's going on? <laughs> um, he's been having a hard life. If he's yeah, yeah. 18, so. Um, but yeah, for for this one, that yeah, if you think about it, then you might see it a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, I think we I think we're open to believing what people tell us until we know better. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want like Red Fox playing 
the boyfriend or something. Somebody no. really old. No. <laughs> Somebody in their 60s. <laughs> Hi, kids. I'm just another teenager. <laughs> so, uh, but I liked him. I, I always like, I mean, I like him. I, I, yeah. What I've seen him in, I've always liked him. I thought he was a, a decent actor. And I wonder, I wonder, you, you've mentioned that a few times with the being kind of over the top with Margot mm. Kidder and then with him. Um, and I wonder if that's just this this transition of acting because we've gone through yeah. that so often, and these people are in a horror movie now, and they're probably trying to r- convey yeah. things. Um, and Lord knows we've ch- changed a lot mm-hmm. um, from the first movie ever to now on how people <laughs> right how people consider a good performance. Um, but I, I I don't know. I was happy with most of the performances. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. Um, even the dad who had a odd little yeah role in it. Yeah. Well, you feel sorry for him. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, that poor little weak man. Yeah. Uh, who who incidentally, if we go with your ending, he's the reason that she died. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, that's kind of weird the way that played out. <laughs> kind of was. Yeah. Yeah, just oh, we passed out. We got to get him to a hospital. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's Black Christmas. Um, if you had to give it a rating, one to ten, what would you give it? Um, I'd go like a seven point five oh. or an eight. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of bad horror movies out in the world. So, yes. Um. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. That's my too. gift to you for Halloween. <laughs> um, so what do we got next? What's our next? Uh, next up, we have a talent spotlight yes. where we are going to discuss the life and times of Vincent Price. Yes. I was so excited when you said that because <laughs> I love Vincent Price. Yeah. I always tell people I wish that's what we're missing now is a modern day Vincent Price, somebody mm. who has his kind of finesse, yeah, and kind of markets that genre. Mm-hmm. So even though that he didn't, he did more than horror, but he sort of was a yeah. staple in that genre film. Yeah. So I'm already talking about him. Sorry, <laughs> I'm excited. Go ahead and give us give us a spiel on Vincent Price. Um. All right. Well. Mr. Vincent Price, um, like you said, primarily known for horror films, uh, kind of got typecast into that um, over the course of his career. Um, But yeah, known for that and his very distinctive voice, Mm -hmm. um, one of the most distinctive voices in all of film, probably. Um, And so, yeah, I... I've always been a fan of, of Vincent Price, um, and I was trying to kind of pinpoint when I would have been aware of him first. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there is like a specific moment or a specific project. Um, I think with someone like him, he's so prevalent in pop culture right. through different things that, I don't know, you just always <laughs> know of him. <laughs> It's kind of like he's always existed and always been part of your... Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I think think early on, um, probably some of his voice work mm-hmm. I would have been more familiar with. Right. Um, the Great Mouse Detective. Yeah. Um, 
and um, he did some Scooby Doo type of stuff. That. Yeah, like um, recent, like newer Scooby Doo. He stuff, did or? in the eighties. Uh, they did a very short-lived series called the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo yes yeah yes i yeah. remember that now yes where he played vincent van Gogh. yeah 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 <laughs> uh, i mean i don't remember his bit in there but i remember this yeah so yeah huh. um but yeah stuff like that early on <laughs> yeah. i was i was probably more aware of right um but um yeah early on in his career he didn't do near as much horror stuff he did um mostly supporting roles in um dramas and film noir especially um i think the earliest film i've seen him in is called laura uh, which is a pretty well-known film noir yeah uh, which he has a supporting part in um and even in those kinds of films though he tended to play villains Mm. (laughs) <laughs> darker characters right um but uh, so he was always kind of known for that being kind of an imposing figure right um but uh yeah slowly he kind of transitioned into doing more horror stuff yeah. um and i don't know exactly when uh, if if there was a movie that was like a big turning point for him in terms of that Right. Um, I was thinking maybe House of Wax uh, was kind of a bigger one um, in the 50s. Yeah. Um, And it was an early 3D film that I think was pretty successful. Um, So that might have had something to do with it. Yeah. Um, But I think it's just kind of it more happened over time. Yeah. Seemed to anyway. He's a good fit for it though yeah definitely um and so yeah um i guess some of his more well-known parts would be for uh he did a a series of films with roger corman Mm. um in the 60s um that were all based on edgar Allan poe stories have you seen those i've seen some of them yes um, which are all pretty fun. There's there's um, some camp value to them, right? <laughs> right. Um, but um, which there tends to be later in his career, a little more, a little more campy. Yeah, we're going to talk about one of those here before this yeah. is over. So <laughs> go ahead. Um, but he did some uh, films with Roger Corman, some films with um, producer named William Castle. Yep. Um, House on Haunted Hill mm-hmm. and uh, The Tingler. House on Haunted Hill is one of my favorites. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's one I've seen. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. But I think he's so good in that, like in the non-scary scenes. Yeah. His exchange with his wife especially. Yeah. Are fantastic. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he kind of at that point settled into doing mostly that type of film. Yeah. Um, which, um, is good. Yeah. Uh, good and bad, I guess. I mean, I don't know. He capitalized on it. He did. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So, um, but yeah, it would continue to do those kinds of roles throughout, uh, the remainder of his career. 
Um, uh, I guess uh, maybe I'll throw it over to you and say uh, what are what are some of your highlights as far as his career goes. Um, like I said, definitely House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. Um, I just really loved him in that. Uh, I thought he was was so good and so dynamic and so um, such a jerk. <laughs> um, and Last Man on Earth. Oh yeah, I liked. Which, if you don't know, that's that's the first um, version of um, a movie that's been done a couple of times since. Yeah. Um, one with Charlton Heston, mm-hmm. Omega, Omega Man. Omega Man, and then and then I Am Legend with Will Smith. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this would have been the first yeah. uh, in, uh, incarnation of that movie. Um, of course, there's The Fly, mm-hmm. uh, 1958. Um, and then I got introduced to, and this was um, on a date. Someone introduced me to The Abominable Dr. Fibes. I've been meaning to watch that. That is a wild ride, let yeah. me tell you. It is really bizarre. It's you're <laughs> it's older Vincent Price. This yeah. is seventy one, so mm-hmm. he was you know uh, certainly wasn't in his heyday of you know, but kind of his last cult, I think, kind of big culty sort of mm-hmm. sort of movie. Such a strange movie, <laughs> um, and I watched that one and the the sequel to it, um, and I, I wouldn't even know how to begin to describe it, but. Um, but I have a, I have a fondness for this weird and while you and you said campy that was the first yeah. one that comes to mind because it is full on camp and seventies are weird anyway right um, and this was a this was a culmination of the seventies weirdness yeah. and camp and then of course the odd part of this is that Vincent Price doesn't actually speak okay. Which is odd because yeah. he's known for his voice. Yeah. Um, but his character has been um, damaged. Okay. And he cannot hmm. cannot speak. So. <laughs> Interesting. I know. That's kind of weird. It's kind of like taking Paul Newman's eyes or something. Like <laughs> making him wear shades the whole time. Like there's certain things people are known for. Right. Um, but he does. He still does an excellent job in it. Hmm. Um and that's what I love about him. The same thing I love about Ian McKellen. They can be put in almost any role, and no matter how ridiculous mm-hmm. it may be on paper, they bring some sort of refinement to it. Yeah. They bring something to it that always makes it watchable. So I've never seen him in anything that he wasn't watchable. Yeah. So, hmm. uh, but those are some of my favorites. Yeah. And of course, let's not leave out probably one of his most well-known voice acting moments okay do you know what it is uh is it thriller it is yeah <laughs> it is thriller that was kind of like a revival of vincent price in a way yeah um because that song of course was a huge hit and mm-hmm. his voiceover sort of helped make that so i mean that's yeah. a huge part of that song yeah um and of course, Michael Jackson was a huge fan of horror and, mm-hmm. and Vincent Price, and so it was probably it's like bringing two great icons. Together. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, oh, and Laura, you you mentioned Laura, and, mm-hmm. and it's been a long time since I've seen it, but yeah. I, I remember enjoying it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Those those are some of my standout. Cool. Standout cool. Um, of course, I have to 
bring up his collaboration with Mr. Tim Burton. Oh, uh, yes. That's definitely a, a highlight for me. Um, uh, culminating in uh, Edward Scissorhands. Um, How about you, many played Batman? I'm sorry. Oh. No. <laughs> that would be uh, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> he probably could have early, like early in his Maybe. career, because he's a handsome guy and yeah, he can do dark and he can do yeah. reserved. Yeah, probably be a very very dignified Batman. Yeah, um, but he's supposed to be a rich playboy. So yeah, Vincent Price. I could see it. Okay. Um, he was on the 60s Batman TV show, That's we should right. mention. I forgot. Uh, about playing that. a villain called Egghead. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I don't think I've actually seen any of those particular episodes. I need to see them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are what they are, but yeah. Vincent, like I said, Vincent Price is always fun. So. Yes. Um, um, I forgot about that. Yeah. I need to catch up with that. Um, but, um, going back to Tim Burton, um, Mm -hmm. he did a, uh, short film called Vincent in 1982. I did not know this. Um, yeah, with uh, Vincent Price doing the voiceover for it. It's an animated film, uh, stop motion, um, about a little boy who wants to grow up to be just like Vincent Price. Huh. Um, you can find it on on YouTube. Um. It's pretty up. fun. So, huh? Um, but um, yeah, that and, and Edward Scissorhands. Um, Edward Scissorhands is kind of a a nice um, ending to his career. Yeah. Um, it's a very good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a small part, but um, you know, it. Uh, I don't know. Just kind of wraps it all up. It's kind of an endearing end yeah so yeah i agree i agree really good yeah last movie um, um some other highlights for me mm-hmm. um would be um maybe along the same lines as the abominable dr fives um this is another 70s one called theater of blood oh have you I've heard never, of that I, i've heard of it but i've never seen okay it. he plays um kind of an older actor who um, has not been as successful as he would like to have been. Mm-hmm. And um, he, the movie is about him getting revenge on all the critics that oh. have panned him <laughs> over oh. the years. Okay. <laughs> all right. And um, it's pretty campy, in- intentionally so. Yeah. Um, and it's it was a lot of fun. Huh. Um, so okay, I'll have to watch that. Yeah, one yeah. Um, that and I think um, I think we've talked about this before, not necessarily on the show, but um, one of the Roger Corman films uh, is called Tales of Terror. Mm. Um, yeah, and there's a segment in that. Um, that where Vincent Price and Peter Lorre are, uh, they're doing this wine tasting mm-hmm. challenge. Do you remember us talking about this? Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda. Um, and it's probably one of the funniest things that I've seen. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah it's just the facial expressions as he's as he's sipping wine and yes yeah now it's coming back to <laughs> yeah. the conversation yeah this was a while ago yes yeah um that's one to to seek out okay um, okay <laughs> <laughs> just for that segment alone okay. so um but uh yeah i've i always like to see uh vincent price pop up in a film mm-hmm. um you know even if it's for just a little bit yeah um you know he he um he pops up in the ten commandments yeah and Forgot st- about that. stuff like that you know just kind of random things sometimes right um <laughs> but um yeah which is funny it's kind of like he's become bigger than his body of work mm-hmm. in some ways because he'll pop up in things and you think he should have a bigger role right just because of who he who he is now he's kind of his icon yeah which you might not have had you were talking about for good or bad um him doing kind of being pigeonholed right but i don't know that he would have stood out it's kind of like donald pleasance yeah you know donald pleasance had a couple of roles you know some significant that's true some significant roles but i think it's something about taking somebody who's a really good actor and putting him in a genre that's full of people who aren't typically that great right not to be rude to anybody but um he gets to, he's able to shine and not get lost in yes in a sea of other people because he was a good looking guy too and had the voice and yeah he's a good actor and uh he could have gone a different way with his career i think yeah so. I, I think so um so yeah uh i don't have too much else um Apparently, he was an avid art collector and a gourmet cook. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which now I want to hunt out. He has cookbooks, and now yeah. I kind of want to hunt those down. Yeah. I'd be interested. Yeah. So. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really think I have much else. Do you? I do. I have two oh, okay. random tidbits. Okay. Um, one is, is one of my favorite things that's Vincent Price related. And the other is some random trivia about my life. Okay. The thing that I love that's um, Vincent Price related was the SNL skit they used to do. Uh, oh, the, the Halloween. Ha- the Halloween yeah. or holidays. <laughs> and they had the different, um, I don't know that Bill, I don't know that Bill Hader was like dead on. Yeah. But it was very funny and it was nice to see him yeah. sort of being remembered and, and uh, trying to utilize and capture some of. Mm-hmm. some of vincent price uh, and i just thought the cameos and the way he handled all of those yeah i could almost see vincent price losing his crap um, <laughs> with elizabeth taylor and and um what's his name burton coming in and yeah. things um and then my second thing is i actually had a rabbit and i named him after vincent price no oh. his name was vincent houdini price hmm so that was my first r- rabbit. I had several, but the, wow. my, f- my first rabbit and the one I had the longest, his name was Vincent. Hmm. I named him after Vincent Bryce. So cool. Yeah. How long did you have him? Four years. Okay. Five years. I don't know how long rabbits typically. They live. I did not know when we first got them that they lived as long as they live, can live 15 to 17 years. Oh, wow. And I wanted a short term pet. Yeah. Like a fish <laughs> kind of, you know, right just come home a month and he's gone and you're like okay yeah. he had a good time bye um but his buddy died mm. he had a friend in the back and he died and we're talking about my life now but uh, <laughs> i feel like i'm on the i feel like i'm on the therapy couch 
So I'm really traumatized when my <laughs> rabbit died. And uh, so, no, but he, um, we had to give him away. Okay. Uh, so he could go be with other rabbits. Gotcha. Long story short, but uh, that is my Vincent Price story. Cool. And people thought it was odd because he was white and I did have a black rabbit mm-hmm. that was his buddy. And they were like, why wouldn't you name the darker rabbit? Because, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, but I named him Cotton Weary. <laughs> screen so all right yeah all right uh (laughs) (laughs) and and that's all i have on on vincent price i could probably talk more but yeah that's uh yeah that's all i've got yeah there's a lot more vincent price stuff that i need to catch up on for sure he has a very large body of work yes Uh, so we have a list of movies that we're supposed to watch and we need to watch those before you move yeah that's true so uh (laughs) we may add that to some of these to the list yeah all right. Thanks for choosing Vincent Price. By sure. Way. That was a fun one to reminisce on. So shall we move on to uh, the final, the main event? Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, it's time once again for our top five. Ah, I love the top five. <laughs> I love the top five. Um. Like I said in the opening, this will be our top five horror comedies. Yep. Um, Can I say something? Sure. So at first when you said this, I was like, okay, that'll be fun. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, I don't know if I know that. And because I'm such a purist, <laughs> I normally don't like horror movies that try to be funny. Right. And I was like, I'm not going to find any. And then I started going through and just looking over all the lists and you never really give any stipulations or anything like right. guidelines or limitations, but I gave myself a few Okay. Um, because we have those movies that are like um, Nightmare on Elm Street that start off serious and then they get really campy and right. kind of goofy. I didn't choose any, any of those. Okay. I tried to choose ones that knew they were funny, were always intended to be kind of yeah. wink, wink, funny, funny. Yeah. Um, so that's my little my little purpose. But as I started researching, I was like, okay, I, I, I've got a list. Yeah. So. Yeah, There's there's been quite a few over the years, I think. Yeah. And I think it's gotten more prevalent yeah. recently. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Um, do you want to kick things off or do you um, want me to? If, you, if I start... That means you'll, be, you'll do the last number yeah. one. Let me start then and you'll okay. have the last number one. Okay. All right. So, my number five um, is a newer movie okay. that was introduced to me by a friend. Um, I had seen it around and didn't want to watch it uh, just because it sounded stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is The Final Girls. Okay. Have you heard of it? I've heard that title. It's a 2015 film. Okay. Um, it stars Thaisa Formiga. I can't say her last name, but... She was in uh, American Horror Story, several of those. Okay. Uh, playing the lead in the first and third seasons. Um, Malin Ackerman, Alexander Ludwig, and probably the most recognizable, aside from Taisa, is Adam Devine. Okay. Uh, who most people know from Workaholics. Right. Or, um, he's been in several comedies now. Yeah. Um, it was directed by Todd strauss Schulzen and written by M.A. Fortin. 
and it is about a young girl who goes to a, a showing of a B horror movie that her mother was in mm-hmm. uh, with her friends. And when they go to this movie, uh, something happens and they get sucked into it. And it's a 1980s camp movie. Okay. Um, in the vein of Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. And so they have to. Uh, figure out how they how they're going to get out of this movie uh, and she is reunited with her mother who her mother doesn't recognize her because in this world her mm-hmm. mother is this character right um, now this all sounds really bizarre and over the top the thing is it's it's genuinely funny it makes some really um, fun pokes at um, horror history and uh, the actors in it are all really good at juggling the humor um, and it gets a little touching at the surprisingly touching at the end, where I hmm. almost cried. Wow! If I hadn't had my tear ducts removed, <laughs> I probably would have. And um, and and it's a really fun modern movie um, that I think uh, I think just did a good job of of capturing what we love about horror movies and still having a point to it. Yeah. So hmm. that's my number five choice: The Final Girls. All right. I'll have to catch up with that one. Yeah. Totally worth it. Um, okay. Well, my number five, I went, I kind of struggled with the number five position. I kind of had one through hmm. four uh-huh. pretty well locked down, but had several options for the number five slot. But okay. um, ultimately, I went with uh, Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. <laughs> um uh, this is one that um, I, I can't remember the first time I saw it. I'm sure I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I just enjoy uh, Michael Keaton's performance, of course. Uh, it's pretty zany mm-hmm. and um, over the top. All right. Um, but very fun, very watchable. Um, yeah. And I guess you could, I mean... Could almost debate how much of a horror movie it is. It's not like super scary, right? But it's there's enough there for sure that I mean you're dealing with ghosts. It it counts. <laughs> and the theme of it is gothic and horror. Yeah. So yeah, I would say so. Yeah, um, but primarily a comedy. Yeah. Um, uh, I I like all the performances in it really. Um, uh, let's see. I was going to mention the. Uh, Dinner scene is a highlight. It's classic. Um, That's the scene they show all the time. Yeah. When they reference it. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, love that moment. Love um, just the the character design and the set design. It's very creative. Yeah. Um, like you said, very gothic, very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Winona Ryder. <laughs> love her. <laughs> yes. Um, her her hairdo especially uh, is, <laughs> is pretty good in that one. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, just a fun movie. Um, yeah. Did you ever watch the cartoon? You know, I I watched um, a little bit of that mm. when I was a kid. My parents didn't want me watching that. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because it was, I don't know. They just didn't like the the themes of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I snuck in a few minutes here and there. <laughs> I was a big fan of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 
it was kind of like uh, Beetlejuice, but without the financial or technical limitations for the movie. Yeah, so for sure. Uh, but yeah, Winona Ryder, I loved her in that. Yeah, and the and her mom. Um, I can't think of. Oh, name Catherine right O'Hara. Yes. Yeah, she's yes, very yes, good yes. in it. Yeah. Good choice. Thank you. Very good choice. Um, are you ready for mine? Yes. My number four. Um, my number four is also another fairly recent um, movie, and it is Zombieland. Okay. Um, that kind of became a um, smash hit, mm-hmm. I think. Um, stars Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, and Emma Stone, which is really odd because I didn't realize that was Emma Stone. Like oh, when yeah. I thought back on it, yeah, I was thinking it was this other actress, and I can't think of her name, but... Um, when I started researching this and decided to use that, I was like, Emma Stone was in it. Um, but it has some very, uh, directed by Ruben Fleischer. Mm-hmm. Um, it has some very funny um, po- um, moments to it and elements to it that have sort of become um, uh, sort of become iconic. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest one would be the cameo by Bill Murray right. that everyone always talks about. Yeah. Um, I won't do any spoiler uh, alert because I won't ruin what happens. But yeah, um, but really genuinely funny and unexpected things happen yeah. in this movie around him. Um, but the rest of the movie is is solid and funny and quirky, like most of the cast. And um, I thought it was very well done, very lively, very interesting, and sort of took um, the zombie craze and mm-hmm. uh, and had fun with it. Yeah, so. Um, but still being um, worthy with all of its action and um, suspense. What I mean, you know yes. what I mean. Um, so that that's my number four choice, Zombieland. Cool. Uh, I enjoy that movie. Um, let's see. Uh, my number four is Gremlins mm. uh, by Joe Dante, uh, who I'm a big fan of. Um, yeah, I, I, I think out of all the movies on my list, um, this one probably has the best balance of horror and comedy. Um, when it's, when it's going for scares, it really excels. Mm. And when it's going for funny stuff, it excels at that. Right. Um, the, um, the, the kitchen scene with the mom mm. is pretty intense <laughs> right <laughs> um and i can see why this was one of the films that um brought about the advent of the pg-13 rating <laughs> um i did not know that yeah yeah it is that and uh, temple of doom uh, um but um yeah uh, uh, it's also just pretty hilarious and uh, just all of the antics that the gremlins get up to right. um i i like the the puppetry work mm-hmm. um it's it's technically uh just really advanced for the time yeah. kind of pushing the limits of what they could do right um and um yeah just uh, you know they always talk about um doing another one a gremlins three or doing some kind of a reboot Mm -hmm. and uh, you know i always think if they did end up doing that of course it would be cg and that would kind of just take away from the whole thing yeah you you kind of i mean the whole feel of those movies is kind of 
grounded with with these puppets in a sense like mm -hmm. all of the um limitations that that you know brings about mm -hmm. um and all the creativity that comes out of that right um but that's uh, it's kind of a tangent <laughs> um <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I like this movie. It has has some heart to it as well, uh, with Gizmo. Yeah. Um, and um, the um, the speech that um, what's her name gives um, oh, um, from Fast Times. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, oh my God! I really should know her. Phoebe Cates. I was thinking um, F, and I was like, that's not right. Yeah. Uh, but the speech that she gives about uh, her father mm -hmm. <laughs> on Christmas is uh, is pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty solid. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, Gremlins. Love it. Yeah. I think it's funny, those kind of, you know, with movies like Gremlins, where they use puppetry, um, they don't they they tend to age well mm -hmm. like you can still watch that now yeah and i think part of that is the fact that it's puppetry it's tangible yeah. things there so yes i'm with you on that yeah and i i will say that i toyed with uh including gremlins 2 as well because <laughs> I, I i like that one equally as well i do too um but i thought the first one has just a little bit more balance of of horror yeah. and the second one's a little bit more comedic so fair enough yeah fair enough not to ruin the, the suspense of my list or anything but that was one i seriously seriously considered yeah uh, it didn't make it but i was seriously on my list yeah um so yeah I'm, can't go wrong with gremlins yeah uh well my number three um is Shaun of the dead okay um when I watch this movie again, I'm not a big comedy horror right. fan, um, but Shaun of the Dead was probably one of the first ones that I uh, wasn't interested in watching, uh, but somebody else wanted to watch it, and so we did, and and instantly fell in love with it. Fell mm -hmm. in love with the writing. I loved the premise of it. I loved the characters. Uh, of course, this has Simon Pegg mm -hmm. and um, Nick Frost, yep. uh, Kate Ashfield, Peter Serafinowicz. Serafinowicz? I've been working on that. <laughs> um, and uh, directed by Edgar Wright. Yeah. Um, I love the everyday man angle and them sort of be throwing being thrown into something extraordinary yeah and they do this with such a wonderful sense of humor um and relatable humor yeah what i like it's all things that yeah uh isn't so over the top that we can't be in on the joke or don't feel like these are friends of ours making these jokes or these comments right so a lot of the humor comes in the writing um without the without relying on you know um a bunch of visual gags mm -hmm. i think it's a, i think it's a smart comedy yeah uh, that happens to have a backdrop of a horror movie mm -hmm. um so that's my number three choice cool is shauna the dead cool good choice thank you um 
my number three. Uh, who are you going to call? Uh, Ghostbusters. I was going to say Pizza Hut. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um, yeah. I um, For this one, I, I just like the chemistry between the leads. Um, yeah. It's, uh, you know, some of the best in a comedy uh, probably ever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, love Bill Murray, of course. Yeah. He's kind of the, the standout for me in this. Um, as it, he probably is for most people. Yeah. Um, but I, I like uh, Dan Aykroyd and, and Harold Ramis quite a bit as well. And, uh, of course, Rick Moranis yep. is also kind of steals <laughs> the show <laughs> at, at some points. Um, uh, his character is very funny. Um, Sigourney Weaver is very good as well. Yep. Um, yeah. Good cast all around. I like um, like the effects, um, some of which have kind of aged, but um, still, Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man is, is pretty <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, and um, so yeah, it's it was just kind of um, a unique concept mm-hmm. um, that uh, we've seen uh, attempted to be duplicated. Yes. <laughs> since. Yes. Um, and, um, yeah. <laughs> I could go on a tangent about that. Yeah. But I won't. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this one has has stood the test of time for me. Um, it's one of my favorite comedies. A lot of people are diehard fans of that. Yeah. I think that's, even before the movie came out, I think that might be another reason why people were so against the remake is because mm-hmm. they were such huge fans of the original. Right. So, um, yeah, and who hasn't seen that? Right. Come on. <laughs> Come on. No, I, I like that choice. And honestly, that if I were to sit and evaluate, that might have ended up on my list if I had thought about it. Yeah. So, because that's, that's not only, it's not only funny and good chemistry and all that. It's technically a good movie. It's mm-hmm. shot well. Yeah. It's written well. The characters are well developed, except for the fourth Ghostbuster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wonder if they cut back on that character after Eddie Murphy bowed out because I think he was oh. supposed to be in it. Yeah, I think that's right. And I wonder if they were like, well, we can't showcase Eddie Murphy. People right. don't know. Um, I can't think of his name right now. It's um, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. Um, he's not as big of a name as Eddie right. Murphy, and so I wondered if they were kind of like, well, let's just scale back then on, yeah. on his part, uh, which is unfortunate because apparently there was a lot of meat to that character hmm. also. So he was a Navy SEAL. Did you no, know I, that? I did not. I always love it when I know something <laughs> you don't because it's so rare. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, I, I'm, that might have ended up on my list. Yeah. Hmm. Good choice. Thank you. Thanks for making me doubt myself. <laughs> Um, all right, you ready for my number two? I'm ready. Hit me with it. My number two is a is an older movie, the oldest one on my list, 1974. Okay. Um, if I name anybody attached to this, you're automatically going to know. I think I already know what it do you? is. <laughs> Just by the year? Yeah. Wow. What do you think it is? Young Frankenstein? Yes. <laughs> that is amazing. So I chose Young Frankenstein because I think the cast is just 
marvelous. I mean, that is yeah, like a dream cast. I could have, I would have loved to have worked on this. Gene Wilder, Marty Feldman, Madeline Kahn, Peter mm-hmm. Boyle, who most of you know from Everybody Loves Raymond, right? Um, Terry Gar, Cloris Leachman, um, Monty Landis. So many good actors, mm-hmm. so many good performances. Um, but on top of the performances, they captured that era perfectly. Yeah. Like, wow. Um, he really gave some love to that era of film, I thought. Yeah. The lighting was wonderful. The sets were great. Um, and there wasn't, I don't think there was a wasted frame yeah. in that movie. And on top of all of that, just for me one of the funniest things that mel brooks (laughs) has done so many yeah laugh out loud moments in that movie um cloris leachman's character being one of my favorite running gags in there (laughs) uh, with her name and the horse and lightning and everything Uh, and then marty feldman who to me is just kind of brilliant yeah um but everybody did such a great job in that so that had to be on my list there's a musical of it too, which I have not seen. I haven't seen the musical either. Uh, I had a friend that was in it, and she said it was funny. Yeah. Um, and not that there's not a, a musical moment in the movie, right? <laughs> but so maybe it would work. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's my that's my number number two. Cool. So very good choice. Thank you. Um, we're up to my number two, uh, which you have mentioned already. <gasps> And that is Shaun of the Dead. You know, uh, I almost figured because you had a smirk on your face when I said <laughs> Shaun of the Dead. I've learned to read your facial oh, expressions. Oh, man. So, uh, but go ahead. All right. Can't play poker with you now. No. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yeah. For, for all the reasons you said, um, it's extremely funny. I, I do like the kind of everyday man angle to it. Um and just how uh, how he reacts to everything. Right. Um, I like Edgar Wright's uh, style quite a bit, his visual style. Um, there's a lot of quick cuts. Mm. Um, I, I think there is a lot of kind of visual gags in that, in the editing and um, him just like getting ready for the day and, and that kind of thing. Um, kind of borrowing from the uh, Requiem for a Dream Right. editing style right. basically um, so there's a lot of that in the film um, there's just it's really like non-stop jokes yeah. and um, pretty high success rate yeah. so yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah the performances are all you know pretty standout so um, yeah I don't have too much more to add I will clarify when I say visual jokes, I mean like fart jokes or oh. fat people breaking things or right. those kind of jokes. I just feel like the jokes in this were a little bit more right. cerebral and, yeah. and thought out. Right. So I just want to clarify. I don't want people thinking I like Norbit. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I can't say that's a terrible choice because it was on my list. Yeah. So, um, lest I shame myself. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well. Uh, that brings us then to our number ones. Yes. We're number one. <laughs> we're number one. Actually, there's two of us, so we're number two. <laughs> so my number one um, is an iconic movie, um, but not that old. 
Okay. And when I went to go see it, uh, friends invited me to go see it. I had no idea what it was. I hadn't heard of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, whatever. Went in and was blown away. Mm-hmm. You were talking about humor, mm-hmm. the balance of humor and, and scares and gremlins. Mm-hmm. And this movie has that for me. And it is Wes Craven's Scream. Okay. Um, I think this love letter to horror movies and um, is was a really, really smart choice. Obviously relaunched um, horror films because they had sort of tapered off a little bit. Yeah. And um, they didn't just come back with a scary film. They came back with some really funny performances, mm-hmm. some really wacky characters. Um, the whole time making fun of themselves and what they were doing and yet telling a totally um, appetizing story. Yeah. Um, where you were actually interested in, in what was going on. Yeah. It wasn't just about the jokes. You wanted to figure out who was behind it. Right. Um, and there were some creepy death scenes. Mm-hmm. One bizarre one <laughs> with the pet door. Okay. Um, believe it or not, for some reason, I could not watch that in the theater. <laughs> it was horrifying. Um, you had to throw logic out the window. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but that sort of has become an iconic film because of some of the performances, yeah. because of um, the opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which uh, I think a good opening sets the tone for a film. And this, the opening mm-hmm. was kind of wink, wink, funny, funny, but then goes horrifying. Right. Um, and so... Uh, I loved the way he was able to to blend those together um, and relaunch horror films. Yeah. So that's why I gave it the number one spot. Cool. Very good choice. Thank you. Very good choice. It's been a while since I've seen Scream. It's probably due for a a rewatch. Probably. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, The others are good, too. Yeah. Um, Four was surprisingly good. Hmm. I've actually haven't seen the fourth one you have have not you have not no it's it's unbelievably better than it should be okay but that's all i'll say Hmm. all right all right big man (laughs) what do you got well my number one it's also one you've mentioned it's young frankenstein um what can be ruining your list i know (laughs) (laughs) um yeah this is one of my favorite comedies um and I love it for all the reasons that you said. Um, I think that it was just a perfect combination of director and material. Yeah. Um, of course, Mel Brooks did quite a variety of spoof films mm-hmm. over his career, and um, to varying degrees of success. Right. Um, but like you said, with this one, he really captured uh, the atmosphere of those 1930s films mm-hmm. right um down to uh, they reused the sets the same sets apparently i didn't know that yeah huh. um so but uh yeah and the cast is amazing <laughs> uh gene wilder uh marty feldman yeah the list yeah. goes on yeah. um and just non-stop humor really um so yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. Uh, there's so many funny gags in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so Abby Normal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the hump moving around. 
<laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, not to steal the, the the talk, but I love that movie too because it uh, it has it has different levels of humor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so many people can watch it and find it find something yeah, funny in it. I think so. Um, that that would be hard to do, I would think. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really. Uh, I mean, anybody could find something to laugh at in it. It's um, <laughs> I like the um, Gene Hackman yeah. sequence. <laughs> him as the blind man. <laughs> right. It's a particular highlight. <laughs> right. Um, but um, yeah. And just Gene Wilder going crazy. It's always fun to watch. Yeah. So one of my favorite roles of his. Yeah. So for sure. Oh, cool. I like your list. I like yours. I think <laughs> I only had one that you haven't seen. Yeah, I think so. The Final Girls, and I've seen all yours. Yeah. So. Um, any Halloween plans? I really don't. No. No. I had my Halloween party yesterday, and I'll probably throw candy at kids if they come by. Yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, horror movies and studying. Yeah. So, anything you plan on watching? Um, nothing in particular. Um, might try and find Dr. Fibes, <laughs> if I can. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, um... Not too much. Okay. Might give Halloween another go. No. <laughs> so we'll uh, see. There's very few movies on my Apple TV that I've bought. Uh-huh. Halloween is one that's on my that I purchased. Yeah. I'm like I'm gonna watch this over and over again. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and in preparation for the movie that will be coming out. That's right. Uh, might not hurt. To check it out. That's true. Not as not that it's a complicated story. No, <laughs> <laughs> we have to watch it to get all the details. Right. You won't understand. Um, it's not one of those movies, but yeah, it certainly puts you back in the mood when you watch it. Yes, probably and probably the most iconic mu- music too. Like, yeah, people use it for their cell phone rings and mm-hmm. and when I was younger, this is embarrassing. When I was younger, and I would hear that. I would automatically just sort of be transported into my own little fantasy horror movie in my uh-huh. head, <laughs> where I was being chased by. That's weird, but as as a kid, I was just yeah. a horror movie. So hmm. actually, that was yesterday. <laughs> so all right, yeah. <laughs> this all is, right, this was a fun one. Yeah, definitely enjoyed this. Yeah, I think um, think that's about it. Okay, unless you have. Closing remarks? I do not. Okay. Um, tonight is Walking Dead. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm a watcher of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I'm a deadhead. Um, so that's what I'll be doing tonight after. Okay. After the, after we wrap up. Cool. So, happy Halloween to you, my friend. Yes, and to you. Yes, and to anybody listening. Yeah. Even if it's probably not Halloween when they listen to it. Maybe not. I'll try and get it up by Halloween. That's that's pushing it. Eh, but you might. I've gotten it up pretty quick in the past, so that's, we'll that's see. True. That's true. We'll see. That's true. Maybe it'll happen. All right. So. All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up for another episode of Movie Binge. Um, haven't mentioned this in a while. You can contact us 
at uh, moviebingepod at gmail.com. If you have any comments or questions for us, um, feel free to shoot us an email. We so. hadn't mentioned that in a while because we didn't want to hear from them. Yeah. <laughs> we got really full of ourselves. Yeah. Like, we don't want any input. <laughs> but now we're back to earth. So. Yes. So, all right. That, uh, like I said, that should wrap it up for this episode. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.